friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.Life, and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle.Life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you today, Lulu? I'm fantastic. Hey, everyone. Fantastic. So today, we are going to talk about vulnerability in relationships. Communication, of course, is key to having a healthy relationship, whether it's with your long-term partner or just someone you're hooking up with. And um, we're going to be sharing some of our experiences in being vulnerable with partners or friends and crushes. And maybe you can find some inspiration or courage to be more open in your relationships. We'll talk about sharing insecurities, setting boundaries, and sharing desires. Additionally, we'll also give you some tips on how to respond when someone is being vulnerable with you. And as a disclaimer, we are not doctors, therapists, or lawyers, and we are not giving out health, mental health, or legal advice. If you are having any health, mental health, or legal issues, please contact professional care or guidance. And specifically for this episode, if you are really struggling with any of the topics that we cover today, um, we encourage you to seek counseling, therapy, etc. to help you dive deeper into those topics and have you know more thorough discussions. We hope to one day have on a therapist to talk about these things in more detail and from a more clinical perspective. Uh, but for now, we're just you know talking about our experiences, and we hope that you gain some insight from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So right off the bat, uh, I guess we'll get into sharing insecurities in relationships. So Lulu, do you have any experience with? being vulnerable in that way with a partner yeah of course you know when you think about people having being intimate with someone at different stages in life i know for me not until my husband when i was intimate with anyone i was never fully naked it was you're dealing with bottoms it's just bottoms tops and everything stay on like no you're not gonna see all this like if, if we were doing some top play nipple or whatever bottoms were on it wasn't, he didn't get a full, and it was, I think it's just for me, one, because I have a control issue, so it's like, if I'm fully thing, like, you have some kind of um, hand over me, or like some kind of, no, no, you can't have that, so, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you got to be a special somebody for me to be that, you know, relaxed and, and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And vulnerable, because that is the word of the day, to be able to see um, fullness from it. Mm. Yes. So was it was it in part like insecurity about your body or was it very much just like I'm saving my whole body for a special person and this gives me control over the situation? Yeah, no, for me, it was just the control of it. I feel like when you and that's my own personal thing when mm-hmm. you're fully naked you're at that vulnerable space someone can see you and, and do all that thing i didn't really feel a thing of because i love my body looks i watch it all the time in the mirror even then it was just like mm, nah for me you're just like a hookup so why would you get all this benefit like let's do what we came to do what we signed a contract for <laughs> and so i can move on with my day mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of but it was for me. <laughs> Sorry if that, you know, ruffles any feathers, but um as you know, everybody's individual journeys are different and that was <laughs> Yeah, I I mean I don't see why that would ruffle anyone. So there's I think that's just a way for you and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but that's a way for you to set boundaries to have a safe experience for yourself. You know, you're still able to experience the fun parts of that sexual experience but it's on your own terms so i think that's that makes sense for you yeah yeah exactly that's what and that's what made me feel comfortable yeah 
I think that's great. And, and that's and that's what it's about, right? For you as a person to feel comfortable. And so if that's where your comfortability is, go with that, I think. And and what about you? Oh man. Um, so we all know that I haven't had really like a real relationship. So that's okay yeah yeah so uh and i mean romantic relationship other relationships totally fine have a bunch so i haven't really had that experience of like being fully vulnerable with a partner but i am going to be vulnerable right now with our audience and uh i am very nervous about that you know i kind of talked a bit about this when we had um big sexy chat on Right. Uh, to, to talk about those things and um so i have a lot of body insecurity and i've had that my mm. entire life and so yeah being fully naked with a partner is it's going to take a lot and so i i actually want to share something about my dating experiences um that i don't i i mean i do i complain all the time about online dating with friends to my friends and Mm -hmm. but i don't think i it's not that i don't think they they don't believe me when i say that it's truly sometimes a nightmare but i don't think that i necessarily communicate how much it hurts me to receive some of these messages so i'm just gonna read one that i got about a week ago now and and i'm just gonna get into it because i think that we need to really talk about why these types of things are problematic and how it affects the person receiving them. Oh, absolutely. And if this resonates with anyone, please, you know, send us an email, leave us a comment, let us um, hear your story. We need a community on this. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this is from Hinge and Hinge is not typically like a hookup thing, but I guess at this point, like all dating apps are kind (laughs) of, Like, you can either find a relationship or you can hook up. I really don't think that there's much of a distinction. So here's how it starts. Hi, Laura. Now, I think that's a good start. It goes downhill real quick after that. But (laughs) I, I actually do like when someone says my name in the opening as opposed to, hey, beautiful, hey, gorgeous. I think. Identify that it's me. Yeah. Say that it's me. That I think that's kind of nice okay but then uh (laughs) he loses me with the next line would you like to fool around in the back seat of my corolla smiley face (sighs) okay so we'll break down obviously this is problematic for a whole bunch of reasons Mm. but first of all covid aside assumption of sexual interest aside Mm -hmm. fear of being murdered by a (laughs) random strange man if you're gonna lure me into your vehicle (laughs) it's not gonna be a goddamn toyota corolla i'm sorry (laughs) i am not a materialistic person right me being bougie is like oh i get to buy two tops at target oh right like that's that's the highlight of my bougie-ness But I am not impressed by your Toyota Corolla to the point that I want to hook up with a stranger. If you have a Mercedes-Benz, a Rolls-Royce, a Range Rover, Ooh, I might consider. A Tesla that drives by itself, right? Right? Like, I mean, I really like the Rolls-Royce. There's like, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's, mm. I think one of the theme. you can get a themed one that's like a cherry blossom and it's turquoise and it's super pretty. Ooh. Anyway, if he was driving that car maybe but so uh, presumably this is a joke but it's obnoxious mm-hmm. okay you look sweet and i like that bad girl smirk on your face now i have i got to see this photo but you got this smirk. i don't have but that's the thing I, in this particular photo i don't have a bad girl smirk on i think i look akin to I don't know if you've seen that like awkward old man meme where he's like forcibly <laughs> smiling. That's what? kind of the the smile that I have on because I'm bad at taking photos and I don't like to smile in them. Mm. So this is not a badass smirk. This is just like I'm taking a picture with a good friend of mine. I don't know where he's getting this from. 
all right so so that's not terrible but like this is not the picture that has the badass smirk on it right and then lastly as i'm sure you already know this is all about the hair your hair and he ends it with a smiley face the the starry-eyed smiley face Uh as if i don't who's out whose hair would you be talking about if not my hair i like how he had to distinguish that what um okay so much much back there right and if you see this on youtube i have my my hair back because it's i'm dealing with some hair stuff right now (laughs) but um i've had weird comments about my hair from men since i've had hair so like from a young age older men have been weird about my hair i don't know why Hmm. when you see it out it's just it's very curly it is i do like my hair but i don't know why it attracts this like weird kind of fetishized attention from men weird men hair is that what you're saying more i don't i don't know i mean maybe they picture it like wrapped around their dick or something i don't i just (laughs) don't know i don't know where it comes from but the amount of times i've gotten from older men ooh, i like your hair like that because i usually wear it back Mm. so when it's out it's it's different but it's nice Ooh, i like your hair out like that all right i have a lot of thoughts and feelings obviously yeah as you i i I, i'm just trying to like figure out like what was the ending about the hair because it was like we're not sure if you wanted to mention it and then he's like yeah by the way you know it's about the hair for me what about it exactly <laughs> yeah so so this isn't actually not the worst of these kinds of messages that i've received but i get them often enough that it really it fucking sucks and yeah. i'm sorry the, you don't have to be sorry you didn't do this but no, I, I did not I, say I wanted to be in the back of a Corolla. <laughs> Although, Lulu, if you have a fucking Corolla, listen, <laughs> at a certain age, the back of any car is not your friend, okay? It's no. Just, no. I, I don't have the <laughs> flexibility to deal with trying to contort myself into a Corolla. If you t- <laughs> tell me, like, I don't know. Like a like a car from the fifties that had like a basically a living room inside of the car. That's right. different. The logistics of that make a bit more sense. I don't know how big Toyota Corollas are, but this body ain't gonna contort into whatever you think is gonna happen. So okay, I'm joking about that to deflect from the reality of actually how much this type of shit hurts me. Wanted you to let you know that he had a car. Yes, and that. He may or may not have hair. That's why he likes yours. Well, some his picture, he did have hair and it didn't look balding, but you know, whatever. So when I get messages like this and I, and like I said, it's not like every single time I'm online. And I know that this is not, I am not the only woman in the world who gets this type of nonsense. Oh yeah. You're not. Yeah. 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 I, I have some friends who say, I'm like, Ooh, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. But for me, when I when I get this and it's not offset by receiving messages from men that I'm attracted to and also that are communicating well, like they're talking to me like a human being, like that interaction is very few and far between. It makes me feel like there's something wrong with me. It makes me feel like like I am putting out some kind of energy. Now, I don't have anything in my profile that has anything to do with sex and even mm-hmm. if i did even if i was posed naked and put out my only fans and whatever no i still should not be receiving messages like this but you know it, it makes me feel like what am i doing that is attracting mm-hmm. men who are going to treat me this way mm-hmm. and when you get that often enough like the 10 years that i've been online dating on and off it just settles around my heart and it it hurts it hurts that i constantly attract this kind of attention or at least i perceive that i'm constantly attracting this type of attention and the fact that these guys think it's okay to talk to someone that they don't know like that is just really 
it's hideous. It's a hideous way to behave. About two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, I was talking to a guy and I had to do the heavy lifting on this conversation because he was like two word answers. So I, as in, in a last ditch effort to try to salvage the conversation, I say, what shows are you binging? Maybe there's a point of interest interest that we can like latch onto, right? Like, cause if you match with someone, but you're incapable of having a conversation with them initially, like, what do you do? learn how to talk? <laughs> um, and, and he goes pornography. And this shit. Okay. That's what he's binging. Now, oh, this is, that this seems... is okay. Right? And this is, in fact, the second time this has happened to me. Hmm. Where a guy has, resp- I've been like, oh, what are you watching right now? Pornography. Now, theoretically, this could be the same person. I don't know. The first time was maybe a year or two ago on Facebook okay. dating, which I don't know if people do Facebook dating. I don't know where these people come from on Facebook oh. dating. Yeah, like, because what, then it'd be on like 90 Day Fiance. So yeah, Facebook dating. Mm-hmm. Facebook yeah, dating is is wild. Mm-hmm. Is I don't I thought it was like, oh okay, it's like friends of friends that you kind of have connections with. I don't know where any of I've had the weirdest conversations and interactions on Facebook dating. Facebook dating is like the plenty of fish of dating. They're both bad. Oh, both okay. very bad. Anyway, so that was the first time I had someone respond with pornography so when it happened again i'm like fucking seriously why would you say that to and you obviously like our listenership you know that we love pornography we respect porn performers we respect the whole industry we're very sex positive and supportive of this but if you don't know this the sexual intent or interest of someone you don't just lead with that. I think that's a very odd thing to do and kind of disrespectful. And so I, I did ask him, I was like, would you say this to me if you were talking in person? Like, why are you, why right. are you doing that? Oh yeah, I would, I would tell you that. I'm like, what, what did we, uh. I and would, you know, just on a, I guess on that funnier side, like how would you, watch porn i'm just trying to like wrap I mean, my I guess, around that because you know he's not watching the good stuff right like right what, like what are I, you watching exactly yeah so and it's just like i just it's just frustrating it's frustrating to receive this and i know mm. i'm not the only person who experiences it right. but it also brings me back to like, are they saying this because I don't measure up in terms of attractiveness? So they think that, oh, she's a plus size person. She's a fat person. So I'm just going to say whatever. And she's going to be grateful that I'm showing her any kind of interest. And, no. and I like, I've just jerks, you know, some people are just jerks. Some people are just inappropriate mm-hmm. and they don't know how to communicate with someone properly because i have friends of all different sizes and they get a lot of uh hey and 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 a penis pic that's it hey and a penis pic yeah yeah which is which is also awful and a form of sexual assault now so Mm. be aware of that yeah and i and i think i my mind immediately goes to the weight issue because obviously that's something i'm insecure about but also mm. I've received like the fetishization messages as well. Oh, uh, I love your curves. You're so curvy. Blah blah. It's just when you when you boil someone down to just their body parts, you're not taking the time to become interested in their personality, to care about them as a human. It's it it just feels so gross. And like I, I don't know personally I don't care if it's like you're just looking for a hookup or you know you are interested in a long-term partner be respectful regardless of what your sexual interest is in someone it it's not that hard to do and I don't understand 
I mean, I do understand where the entitlement of this behavior comes from, but like we're in 2022, Mm -hmm. you have to step up and do better. So obviously this person is not listening to the podcast. We didn't make it to a conversation uh, for that to even be a thing. But if you know of a guy who sends these types of messages, have an intervention, have a discussion with them that this is not okay. And you, you know, they may think they're being funny. First of all, they're not. But second of all, you Mm -hmm. don't know how the person on the other end is internalizing this. Now, I mean, I don't, it, it doesn't ruin my day. I don't think about it constantly. It's not like, you know, a permanent scar on me, but at the same time, when you receive a volume of them over the decade of online dating, it's like, it's intense and it does hurt. And so I don't want to give that person, you know, that, that power, but I think just collectively having all of that stuff thrown at you, it, it, it shapes your self-esteem. I will say that. That's true. Um, true. I mean, I would say not in a, I guess more in a dating aspect when mm -hmm. I think about it. Um, You know, for me as a younger age, I suffered very badly with eczema, not just on surface, on my face. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously the first thing people see and people notice that. And so, when I had those outbreaks, I'd be like in hiding. I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't do anything. Um, everything else, you know, good. You felt good, but that something you look at, people looking at that, people pointing, da da da, asking you weird ass questions that made no sense at all, telling you to have kind of diseases on your face, like that you possibly couldn't, that you absolutely could not get because that makes no sense. But people are ignorant, and so that can definitely put a damper in how you see yourself and how you feel about it. And so. I'm going to say to you, and I'm going to say to everybody listening, fuck them. Okay. <laughs> yes. When that person, when they come and when they need to be there, they ain't going to see the one, whatever you think it is, one thing. They're going to see all of those which you have to offer. Okay? Yeah. So, everybody have their time, and you don't need to settle for a damn thing. When it needs to come, it will come, and that's it. And know that you're a wonderful person inside and out. And fuck them. Fuck them. Say, go. Next. That's it. Okay. I think okay. we... So, next. Remember that show? Next. Go. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we need to isolate that clip and then sell it or just, like, put it so people have that as, like, something they can play where they need a pep talk when they get yeah. some type fuck of em. bullshit in their life. Fuck them. I love that, Lulu. And mm-hmm. and that's what I actually really appreciate about having these discussions with you because you are so full of confidence and you are so incredible at building people up. Like, you mm-hmm. don't store the confidence just for yourself. You try to bring it out in other people. Um, Everybody has something to offer to the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, we all have our strength that is to be who we're going to be and be great at that. I know my struggles for a very long time was that, you know, and so I'd be like, you and I like it because guess what? Somebody over here likes it and that's fine. But at the end of the day, guess what? I like me. So it still doesn't matter mm-hmm. because you have good days and you can have bad days and you could be in your skin one day and be like, mm, this is my skin. And it could be another day be like, you know what? Mm, I think I'm going to trade this skin in. But at the end of the day, it's still yours, and you're going to battle with it. So by, if I'm battling with it, why the hell are you going to come and put your two cents in? Then nobody asks you. Me and mine will have this problem by ourselves. I don't need for you to chime in. Then nobody asks your opinion. I didn't put a poll out. Go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> Without lube. How about that? Ooh. That Ooh, that's, that's the burn right there. Without sure. Go fuck yourself without lube. I there love that. I love that as an insult. That's fantastic. You tell him, don't bully my friend Laura because I bully bad people. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to have you on the side, on my side. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't like bullies around here. No, absolutely not. So again, like I know that that's not the the worst message out there. I know people experience. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I just wanted. But it's to- worse for you. But see that it's. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a recent level. example that I had that I think kind of encapsulates a lot of the negativity that is out there in online dating. And again, like 
you may send this out to someone thinking, oh, I'm trying to be funny and like she's going to laugh. Haha. I have a great sense of humor. Like I am very funny. It's just I, I, you know, that's part of who I am. And I, well, there are, there are differences in how uh, heterosexual men and women perceive humor, but that's a whole other conversation. But like, I do get a joke. We have a sex podcast where we laugh (laughs) a lot, right? Like we, we have a good time and we were very comfortable and open about this, but there's a level of decorum and context and like relationship establishment that goes into making those jokes and having them be effective and mm-hmm. and um how they're going to be received by the other person if you don't know anything about them leading in that direction yeah, is typically true. not the best course of action mm-hmm. um especially if you're driving a corolla <laughs> <laughs> your response is like and what color is it right <laughs> like what make and model is it does it have a backup cam yeah. Is there leather seats? What's going on exactly? Right. right. Like, look, if I'm if I'm going down, if you're gonna take me out, I wanna feel yeah. the luxury, buttery soft leather under my bare buns <laughs> of a of a vehicle of a status vehicle. Okay? Like that I will I will be lured to that van. I'm not gonna be lured into your Corolla. It's just not gonna happen. You didn't even um, say like a pickup truck with like a bear skin rug you didn't say any of that no i mean i would even get into like a van that's got like the wizard painted on the side (laughs) no you will not get into any of those vans okay (laughs) you stay away from the person with the candy get away go (laughs) stay away from the person with the sex toys i got toys Lulu already sent them. Go, go, go. Lulu, I think we have a business idea of uh, <laughs> buying out an ice cream truck. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. What are they doing? So, so totally off the road today, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So let's let's move on to the next thing. So, what about? Do you have experiences in setting boundaries in a relationship? Which I think you mentioned some in your your first example, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, so if you, I know for me, if I'm not comfortable, I believe in ask me first. Mm-hmm. And let's just say the occasion you didn't get to ask because again, we're in a learning all the time, and you do something, you're like, oh wait, mm-mm, that's not gonna work. You can't say, well, I like it. Well, guess what? I told you for me, it's not gonna work. So we're gonna have to stop that. Again, it goes back to. The, and I, I've been asked, you know, way back, way back, way back, uh, 25 some odd years ago, because very, way back. And I was like, yeah, no, you're not really um, ready to see this whole thing. I'm not ready for you. Oh, but no, 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 no. No, sorry. And the boundary is don't ask me again. Yeah. You can say it once, and I said no. And so either we don't. Do what the contract was signed for, and I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'll make your choice. Hmm. Yeah, and be I firm mean, with it. Be firm with your boundaries. Absolutely. Because you know, someone said, "Oh, but no, 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 no." I said no. This is what I already planned. We're not. That's oh, but my fit. I. And what about my feelings, though? What about how I feel about it? Why are we only thinking about you? Are we not here in this whatever situation together? Or how many people are going to be in a situation? For me, it's a no. And that's where it should stay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. Um, so, you know, in if you listen to Billy's, our episode with Billy Presida, <laughs> which was really wonderful, he talked about one of his own experiences where, um, you know, he went to a, a sex party and he and his partner had established some boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then in the moment, you know, his partner wanted to be more flexible and he had to kind of shut it down because they had established these rules. And so I think it's really important that when you are setting a boundary, be firm in that, be confident in that. And if you cave into pressure, um, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that happens to the best of us, but Mm -hmm. you know, you, so, but the next time that someone tries to do that, be firmer, be strong. Don't, Because you're not going to enjoy that experience if you if you're constantly getting pushed beyond 
what you want to actually be doing. Sure. Um, and so, you know, and and it's more, I think, you know, the blame in that scenario is on the person trying to test those boundaries and push those boundaries and make it so that you are uncomfortable. And so if, if someone does say, I do not want to do this, don't ask me again. Mm-hmm. If you're on the receiving end of that, be respectful. Do not follow the boundary that's being set for sure. And so things like yes, no, maybe lists are a great way to yeah. establish those boundaries. For me, I I think this kind of I didn't really have a, a romantic relationship with this person. Basically, long story short, they were a crush. We were I we had a kind of emotional connection I think and mm. I, I don't know how to because I, I don't want to go into the whole story yeah. Embar- I'm embarrassed about it but and I probably shouldn't well I, sh- I know I shouldn't be anyway but basically you know this person and I we were friends but it felt a little bit more emotionally intimate than just a friendship right. there were some mixed signals I think being fairly younger and inexperienced you know, it's easy to not necessarily get carried away because I think that there were anyway, there were there were just mixed signals, but I realize now there's not a lot of interpretation. If a guy likes you, he'll just fucking say that he likes you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to decode texts, you don't need to, you know, get gather with your girlfriends, like, oh, what does he mean when he says this thing? Like, no, they're right. just gonna they're just gonna tell you. But at the time I was like, Oh, does he like me? Does he not? Whatever. Anyway, da, da, da. so the boundary that I set that actually ended the friendship was we had had several experiences of just like texting con- like we would be hanging out at a party and it would be like him and I just talking together right. and then af- immediately after I left he would start texting me and we text to like two three six o'clock in the morning oh, um, so, so I assumed that this was something more than what it was mm-hmm. um, and slowly it just felt like you know, I'm being very like an emotional rock for this person, but I'm not getting back. So like if I try to Yeah, and I can't open up in the same way. So uh we had a final conversation and I'm like, you know, what do when you get a when you have a partner, if I get a partner, like how does this end? Like you can't talk to me like this if you were with someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't you see that like, that's not right? And eventually that ended the friendship, but or not mm. eventually. After that one conversation, it ended the thing. There's more to the story, but whatever. That's the gist. Yeah, that's the gist. That's the cliff note version, everyone. Yeah. So basically, like the boundary for me was I need to stop getting emotionally invested without receiving that back. Um, and so there have been experiences since then where I've met men that I've been interested in and I could feel the stirrings of that come up where I'm like I'm getting the crumbs of affection and intimacy that I'm so craving and at one time I'm like oh okay that's enough I I can live off the crumbs of this interaction Mm -hmm. no that's never enough nobody wants want no crumbs you want the whole cookie and the biscuit exactly and so for me that boundary now is is set like I'm not going to be invested as much unless it's a mutual thing or unless it's officially that we are romantically entangled. An entanglement. Yes. Like Twister. For sure. And so, you know, like sexual boundaries, of course, are important to talk about, but your emotional and your mental health boundaries are also incredibly important. Oh yeah, um, and recognizing those cycles, like it took me because like this again, the, my situation with this person was not the first time I've had stuff like that happen in my life, and it it took me until I was twenty six to be like, oh, this is a pattern, and we need to fix that pattern. <laughs> we need Got to it. make a new pattern, Got and it. so so now I'm a bit more hip to that, but. Uh, it takes a while so like when you find yourself in a situation where you again like your boundaries have been crossed and you're like why did I 
why did I why did I do that? Why did I cave to the pressure? Why did I let this pattern happen again? Mm -hmm. Um, Just recognize it takes several times of these things to sometimes click that it is a cycle that is a pattern. And once you recognize that this is something that's happening to you over and over and over again, you can now fix it. You can break the cycle if you if you want to break the cycle. Um, Yeah. And again, not to not victim blaming or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but, you know, because it takes two to tangle that other person has responsibility in this as well. But if you feel like you're attracting the same type of situation and you want to move on from that, you can you can develop strategies to do that. That's why therapy and talking it out and going to counseling and things like that. That's why these things are important. So true. Good, good advice. Um, and then lastly, do you have experiences in sharing desires in in new desires, I guess, in a relationship? I'm a very visual person, so I want y'all to know how to show you a video. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna watch this? Uh. <laughs> Look at this. This looks cool, right? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Alright, maybe next week. <laughs> So I mean, you got to try what works for you. You you know, you got to know your language, right? So like, mm -hmm. this works. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Now, when you do that with with your husband, or when you did that in previous relationships, did you ever feel like nervous about their reaction to that? I don't think not really. I don't think so. Because, mm-hmm. like, why are you not going to like what I like? <laughs> I have very good taste. Thank you very much. <laughs> like, obviously you like this because I like this. Come on. No, I don't really think so. Because, again, it goes back to, for me, was nobody getting that before, so... <laughs> I didn't care if people wanted before. <laughs> I'm just here to have my services met. I don't really care whether you want over there. You can make a request, and the request you did make is veto because I let you know in the beginning I don't do that. Hmm. So you already knew that was off the table. So I don't know why you keep asking me every time you come over here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Look, if Lulu has set a rule, you got to follow those rules. Or you could just go on the next bus. You know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, next. It's a really good show. It's still on somewhere. It's funny. I, man, the the reality dating shows of the 2000s are a delight. I actually did a, I was part of a research project that used, this is like super nerdy, but that used clips from next as part of like this. Yeah, it was, it was fun. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that mtv boy they had some dating shows on there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what was the good. other one date my mom that was a good one. Oh yeah and then the other one uh i think carmen electric was on there or something yeah they had like a whole bunch of guys and a whole bunch of girls they kind of tried to make a remake of it um but it was, uh, uh, uh. So that one was good too we don't like any of these 10 people okay everybody go exactly like, Send us your favorite mid two thousands dating shows so we can talk about that for hours. Yeah, <laughs> golden age of television. Yeah, yeah. For me, with sharing desires, it hasn't really. Obviously, I haven't really had much of that experience. I've had experiences where people have been very open to me about mm-hmm. their interests, not necessarily when I'm looking for that kind of conversation uh but okay but i guess you know i guess it's like the nature of doing what i do yeah i i look forward to the day that i i do get to comfortably share what i'm interested in with someone and hopefully i won't face a ton of judgment for my kinks and inks and and what are you gonna say fuck them Yes, that's true. If they do judge me for it, sure. 
but you know, I don't, I don't anticipate that happening. Um, and I guess, I mean, probably the hardest thing to disclose would be my lack of sexual experience. But I think that I mean, but it, but it, like at the same time, not really. It's, not, it's yeah, it's like it's not. I, um, I think it's. I think we anticipate something like that being much harder than it has to be. Uh, especially for in in my case, I'm like we've got a podcast, and I mentioned it a bunch. So just like pick an episode, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've said yeah. something about it. But at the same time, like if if you're not okay with that, then well, well yeah, fuck them, right? That's <laughs> man. Does that phrase just suit every kind of situation? Sure does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I mean again, like I haven't really had much of that, and I. I'm I'm nervous about it, but in an excited way. Like I'm excited to tell someone and about what I'm interested in, and then maybe actually get to do the things that I'm interested in. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I look forward to that, and I think actually doing this show and and being able to you know have these conversations for a year now. We mm. we, we celebrated our one year anniversary a couple weeks ago, but like. Uh, yesterday was officially like a year's worth of episodes 52 episodes yeah so doing this 50 times um over 50 times (laughs) i think for for me just makes it makes it easier like i'm i i'll be okay whatever it is i'll be okay with that yeah and you'll have loop so there you go that's true that's true so for you the listener who may not have a year's worth of experience talking about sex every week and who might be uh, a little bit more reserved or shy. Um, I think what Lulu was saying before using a video is a great way to introduce someone to what you're interested in. Um, Those yes, no, maybe lists is another way Mm -hmm. to do that. Setting those boundaries is a great way to do that. And if your partner is fundamentally not receptive or um, is harmful in how they listen to you, or that's not the one trying to say, if they are um, not receptive to you and I guess uh, make, make, you know, maybe make fun of you about for that, for what you're interested in. You know what to say. You know what to say. Fuck them and move on to someone who actually is going to care about your interests. So Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I think that's a good transition into, um, you know, when how to behave when someone is being vulnerable to you, and with respect. Yeah. Paying attention. Mm-hmm. Being in that moment. Um, letting them get their full thought out before you give any thought of your own or Mm -hmm. just even opening up (laughs) Um, and really let allow them to have the floor and you know kind of respect what it is because some people they may say don't even look at me while I say it to you just look away hear me but don't look at me they're not ready for that deeper kind of connection but they want you to know this thing however it is you know when they say people like to have sex with lights off maybe you know Whatever those things are, um, and they request of you, try to be, you know, there for that person. And um, because that's not that's a hard decision when you decide that you want to be vulnerable and then go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. So don't make them feel like they've made the wrong decision by picking you to um, share that with. For sure, I think that is incredibly important all of those points you made were incredibly important and the one thing i would add to that is and i think it's just a continuation of of what you're already saying is that if you get into an argument with someone never fucking weaponize their vulnerable Mm -hmm. their point of pain or embarrassment um or or you know shame not not that all these things necessarily have to be negative but if you're being vulnerable you might have discomfort in revealing whatever that is and so to bring that up and to throw it back at them is so damaging 
because yeah. you're you're literally just cutting them to their core um and using this very critical moment in their life or critical thought or idea and causing harm and relatedly and this is kind of more maybe about well i mean i guess it could be in any context uh if someone tells you something vulnerable and it's very personal as well uh don't bring it up around other people don't make a joke out of it Mm -hmm. and because that totally destroys the trust that you would have between you and your partner you and a friend it's not really something for you it's not your story to tell so it's not for you to share with other people very true yeah Yeah. i agree (laughs) wow so this turned out to be a little bit of a heavier episode i guess (laughs) (laughs) uh i guess i should have predicted that since we are talking about vulnerability but it is what it is uh so i hope that you know through sharing our experiences you might get some ideas to talk to your partner or to um or or have ideas on how to be receptive to your partner when they come to you about that kind of thing um and so let's move on to some listener questions yes yeah so do you want to read the, do you have them open? Do you want to read the first one? Yes. Okay. Uh, listener question number one, female. I don't understand the difference between orgasm and coming. And that's um, actually, the question is not funny, but the um, the fact that it came up now is, is, is kind of a chuckle because um, Hubby and I were just on um, Naughty, Naughty, um, podcast come in and swallow and we were talking about that exact topic um about a dj and his wife saying that she's never orgasmed ever i'm just like yeah but or she never come ever it was, it was like what do you really know the difference and how are you saying that you're not having any kind of pleasure you know like six kids together like you're just having motionless sex that's mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean so we can be talking and we can come right we can just be both sitting here and coming right <laughs> so so and actually like we we had a conversation about this a couple episodes back yeah. and, and i was confused as to what the the differentiation was and so is coming more just like getting aroused and being horny and then orgasm is like the full experience yeah, so of like, pleasure. Because you can like you can come and 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 still not be fully there. You know, um, it's not this full massive mm-hmm. thing that people think an orgasm is. And even orgasm doesn't always look the same every time, right? Um, people think of an orgasm or they hear that word they're thinking of that can't breathe, can't walk, just exhausted type of thing. And not all the time it's like that. You can have an orgasm and it's like, ooh, and that could have been it. But mm-hmm. you would just, some people would just say, oh, I just came. It's, it's nothing big. But there's not many orgasm, you know? It doesn't have to be this grand thing all the time. Right. You know, you can and you can watch uh, one of your favorite shows that, you know, the actor, the little bit thing. Like, oh, OK. Got a little moisture here. A little, little cum came. There we are. We did an orgasm. We did a little, got a little excited. Yeah. But you got like super turned on by what you're seeing. Yeah. OK. Yeah. 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 I think that makes sense. You didn't have that. <sighs> right. Right. But you still are in a you still are aroused and maybe you were satisfied to some degree, but it's not yeah. the same as an orgasm. Yeah. I think that's you a really blood flow to the area. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a really interesting distinction because coming and orgasm are like mm-hmm. used interchangeably a lot, which I think is where that confusion would come yes. from. Just like vagina and vulva. There we are. Oh, <laughs> Let's not get into that, but we do have an episode where we talk about anatomy. So, <laughs> Uh, go go back to one of our early ep- episodes. We exactly. we get into that. Uh, okay, so next is how important is foreplay and what are its benefits? Ooh, my favorite. It's very important. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but seriously, it is super, super important. I mean, to have that connection with yourself or with your partner, because um, you can foreplay by yourself. It just sets the tone. It also warms the body up and lets the body know, hey, we're going to experience something. Because when you don't warm the body up, it's very harmful, I feel, to yourself, to the person. Because if a penis owner goes ahead and enters a vagina and it's not warmed up, you can get some micro tearing, you can get mm. some swelling really fast. Um, why? No, I want to be. Let's 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 get it nice and warmed up. Let's let's do all that. That's important. Let's be yeah. ready. It's like how when athletes they you know do they warm up for a game or you know anybody in those kind of things. A, a broadcaster does their warm up before a show. A singer does their warm up before a performance. Warm up before we go. Don't just come in cold. I, no, that's how, yeah. you, how you hurt yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because even if you if you don't engage in foreplay, but you have lube or something, your body still isn't prepared exactly. necessarily for sex. So, yeah, uh, 100% agree. It's it's the necessary warm-up before you get into the, the big shebang. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, all you maybe want to do is foreplay. You don't want to have penetration. Ooh, you don't yeah. want to have, uh, you know, more than just touching and stuff and that's okay too yes because that can be very stimulating (sighs) all right so we covered a lot of different topics today and uh so i hope you enjoyed all of that yeah so that's all for this episode of mindful sex ed thank you so much for joining us if you have a question that you'd like us to answer please email us at podcast at tickle.life or reach out to us on social media. You can follow us at Mindful Sex Ed Pod on Twitter and Mindful Sex Ed Podcast on Instagram. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are particularly helpful in getting us out there. Sharing is caring. And it's so free. So please send this episode or any of our episodes to a friend that you think might be interested in. It. And lastly, check out all the podcasts on the Tickle.life network and visit Tickle.life for all of your mindful sex ed needs. Goodbye, everyone, and we will see you next week. Toodaloo. Bye.